success looks so easy from the outside, but all successful people have had to overcome enormous obstacles along the way. And in many cases, look failure right in the eye. Most successful people don't focus on the struggle and rarely do they talk about it because quite frankly, that's not what creates success. Join us here where we will chat with fierce female entrepreneurs and share the good, the bad, and the ugly of entrepreneurship and talk about the obstacles we have faced and how you can overcome them to reach the success that you desire. I am your host, Cami Lehman, and this is the She's Invincible Podcast. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us today on the She's Invincible podcast. But guess what? It is He's Invincible today. And I have an invincible one to introduce you to today. From getting blown up in Iraq to leading entrepreneurs on how to start and scale their business, J.R. Spear is the founder of Creed Consulting. Since his return from the hot desert of Iraq in 2007, he's built five multi-six-figure businesses ranging from the fitness and martial arts industry, marketing and advertising, to consulting. His mission is to arm small business owners with the right tools and resources needed to grow their business, giving them the direct path to bypass the struggles he had to endure so they can achieve the life and business they desire. Since 2017, he has helped hundreds of entrepreneurs 2x 5x, even 10x their businesses by implementing the proper steps. Are you ready for the acronym? Steps equals structure, technology, efficiencies, processes, and scalability. Oh my gosh. And author of a brand new book, the very first of his series, The Success Guide to Building a Coaching Empire. Oh my gosh, JR, welcome to the She's Invincible podcast. Yeah, thank you so much. That was awesome. I really uh, appreciate the time to be on here and the intro and just the energy that you bring. So thank you so much for this. Oh my gosh. And it's always fun to have some men come in from time to time and we get to switch it up a little and call it He's Invincible because there's so many times where men are speaking about topics that affect women too, right? So we don't want to keep, we don't want to shut that out. We want to bring in everything that we can to share with our listeners. And this is so appropriate. So welcome to the show. Let's do this. Let's jump in. Let's tell our listeners how in the world did you get where you are today? And what makes you invincible? Yeah, so my story goes back from a very young age. I mean, I grew up in a family owned business in the martial arts and my mom's always owned a school and uh, I got four sisters and we grew up in St. Louis, Missouri. And uh, ever since I you know, took my first steps and could walk, you know, I started kicking. I had my uniform on, I had a, had a belt on, and I was no strange, I was no fear to a stranger. And then teaching since I was about, uh, I'm roughly around 11 or 12 years old, which taught me so much about who I am today. And this is kind of where my journey began because martial arts isn't just about learning how to fight and self-defense, but it's also care development and leadership skills and, and learning how to speak and communicate and all the different aspects that goes into 
being an entrepreneur. I didn't know it at that time when I was younger of what it was actually going to do for me. But for me growing up, that was my everyday life. I didn't know anything different. I thought everyone did martial arts and it was kind of part of the upbringing. And so I, I actually remember there was a time where uh, I asked my mom, I go, hey, mom, how come I don't play any sports? She goes, you do. You, you know, you, you do martial arts and, and stuff. I also played ice hockey and football as well. But I, I think it was probably before I did all that stuff. There's a very young age. And I never looked at martial arts, karate or anything like that as a sport. I looked at it as a lifestyle because ultimately it, it does shape you to the character development and leadership skills that who you are. And so for me, it wasn't a sport. It was a matter of who I was and it was built in. So that that started out my entire journey from, you know, from a very young age and learning how to teach. And then uh, even right out of high school, when in the military, I, I had the opportunity to train a lot of Marines and sailors in the martial arts and uh, and being able to perfect those skills and be able to exemplify what I've learned throughout my entire life. And then right after the military, I started a uh, my first business, which was a martial arts school out of St. Louis, Missouri. And so I, I, I built that up. I didn't really know anything about business at the time. I knew how to lead. I knew how to teach, but I never, didn't really know the structure of how to actually build a business. So I did what a smart person does, and I hired a coach, which the coach taught me four key principles that I still do today. What was it three or four? I can't remember. But anyways, he taught me how to put together my message. He taught me how to create offers. He taught me how to run events. And he taught me how to sell to a group rather than just one on one. And those four key principles have definitely changed my entire life as an entrepreneur. I have a business degree in business, which definitely gives me some credibility on there. And then I've also built now six businesses, not five. I think when I gave you the bio, I had five, but I recently launched my sixth business, which is Business Leaders Network. And, um, and I've been able to imp implement every four of those tasks in every single business. The martial arts school, I, I started, I launched, and then I sold it after a few years. And then I launched a fitness business, which was called PowerFit Bootcamp, which was in four cities, which was St. Louis, Illinois, South Carolina, and North Carolina. Uh, did that, was really successful at it and for about a decade. And then when we moved across the country from St. Louis to where I live now, which is in the Northern Virginia, or outside Washington, D.C., I had shut that business down and wanted to get into full-time consulting. So where I started coaching other fitness coaches and personal trainers and those in the well, the health and wellness space. And that evolved to so many different things. So now I don't focus just on the fitness space, but I actually help small business owners of any industry to really do it. Because when you understand processes and the, fun, the fundamentals of running and starting a business, you can pretty much take it to any other business. And I was very fortunate that since 2017, I've been able to help so many entrepreneurs start growing, even scale, you know, huge empires and businesses that they have today. So that's kind of uh, my entrepreneur experience and what led me to where I'm at. And I'm, uh, I'm very fortunate from all the experiences that I had because every single up and down and turn has led me to where I'm at. And, that you know, I always say, like, the tragedies that we're going through isn't necessarily bad, even though we were like, oh, our life is ending at that moment. But it's what, what teaches us and forms us to who we are today. And without those experiences, I wouldn't know how to guide or lead my clients through different trials and tribulations. And I think that's what makes me unique is because I went through so much struggle. I went through a lot of ups and downs that is familiar to me. I know how to navigate. I know how to teach it. I know how to coach people to get through them because I had to go through it myself. And you learn by going through it. You learn from experiences. You learn from going through trials and errors. So that's a little bit about what uh, where my story began that led me to to where I'm at. And I'm, I'm very thankful for every opportunity that I've, I've gone through.
Sure. I love that. And we talk a lot about that on our show is, you know, how we're going through the bad times and it feels like it's the end of the world. And then when we look back, we're so grateful for it because it's really what molded us and shaped us for where we're headed next. Right. For such a time as this. So tell us what makes you invincible. Yeah. So, um, you know, when, when you were asking me about what, what makes me invincible is, you know, I, I look back at the military and all the training that we did. And, you know, if there, there's a saying or a quote that I pretty much adopted, I don't know if I came up with it or, or if I read it somewhere a long time ago. But ultimately, if you learn to be if you if you stay ready, you'll never have to get ready. And ultimately, that's my where I feel that what makes me invincible is I'm constantly staying combat ready. And whether that's in my business, whether that's uh, physically of who I am, I'm always making sure and doing it because, you know, from a physical standpoint, I don't want my kids to grow up. I mean, they're, they're young right now. They're only six, four and uh, two next week. And I don't want them to grow up and be like, you know, daddy, you know, go run with me and I can't keep up with them. I mean, I got to make sure that I'm physically fit or another really good example. What if someone, get, one of my kids gets hurt or my wife gets hurt and we're in the middle of public and I need to be able to carry them or run to be able to get help? If I'm not physically in shape to be able to do so, then ultimately I am, you know, screwing all of us and, and hurting us. So the the biggest thing that makes me invincible is I always try to tell people, if you stay ready, you never have to get ready. So that's not just on a physical standpoint, but that's on a mental standpoint as well. Inside of your business, professionally, mentally, physically, you got to make sure that you're staying sharp and keeping the irons going uh, so that way you're you're able to be ready no matter what situation may come your path. So for me personally, I'm constantly self-developing, making sure that I'm being led by other leaders, make sure I'm being led by other coaches, make sure I am surrounding myself around high level achievers and inside of environments that is going to better me. Because ultimately, if I'm going to constantly make myself better, then I'm going to keep improving of who I am. But that's one thing that I I believe that makes me invincible is always making sure that I, I am combat ready. That is awesome. And yes, that w- that will make you invincible for sure if you're always ready for whatever it is. Well, you just did such a great segue to our topic for today because we're talking about the four non-negotiable daily tasks to build a profitable business fast, right? So that's the key word right there. Like, you know, you can build slow or you could build fast, but who wants to do something, take longer than it needs to, right? So let's dive into that right now and tell us about those four non-negotiable tasks. Yeah. So this is ultimately the, like the processes and the daily tasks that I'm, I put inside of the book as well, that that's coming out. And, um, you know, when I, when I'm building businesses, I, I, and when I came up with this process, I was thinking about like, what do we need to do every single day to make sure that we're staying focused? Because here's the problem with a lot of entrepreneurs. Everyone has the dream of wanting to build a business, but they don't want to do the things that it takes to actually build the business. They have the idea that I want the laptop lifestyle or the idea that I can have my own schedule, that I can do whatever I want and whenever I want and however I want, but they're not following through on the tasks that needs to get done to make sure that they're building a successful business. So they quit their job, they go full in, they build, they start building the business and they're like, I'm not making any money. What's going on? And so they, they, and the problem is they're not doing the things that it takes to build a business. So I came up with four non-negotiable tasks that need to get done every single day, regardless of what business that you are. And you know, this is this can be geared towards no, any industry. And it's really simple. And I and I love acronyms. So I actually call this the daily pile. So what are the four things that you need to stack on every single day in your pile to making sure that you're keeping momentum inside of your business? And the first one, which is P, is producing daily content. People need to know who you are, what you do, what you have to offer. And we got to make sure we're constantly serving 
our audience at a high level. I don't care what platform it is. I don't care if it's even a blog or email marketing or if you're on TikTok, LinkedIn, whatever it may be. But we need to be producing some type of content somewhere of where our audience is, and you got to be consistent with it. So there's three things that ultimately separates a successful entrepreneur from someone who is actually failing. And one is going to be commitment. Most people aren't committed to the processes or the things that it takes to actually build a business. They may, they love the idea of building a business. They love the idea of what, of the lifestyle that it could bring, but they're not fully committed to the sacrifice that it takes to build a business. I think any entrepreneur can out can, can agree with me on that, but there are a lot of sacrifices that it takes when it comes to building a business. So the first thing is you have to be fully committed to the things that, that it takes to build a business, but you have to be committed and understanding that there are going to be sacrifices. The second thing is you got to be consistent. Every single day, you got to show up and do the things that it takes to build your business. And you got to be consistent with it. It's not once a week, once a month. It's every day. You know, we are rare beast when it comes to entrepreneurship. Not everyone has the what it takes or has the willingness to do what it takes to build a business. So you got to make sure you're consistent with it. You got to be committed. You got to be consistent. And the third thing is you got to have the processes in place to make sure that you can build a business. So if you're not organized enough to and have the processes in place that allows you to scale, you're going to be finding yourself hitting a brick wall every day or running a hamster wheel all the time. So if you want to be a successful entrepreneur, you got to create those SOPs. You got to create the processes, the automation and get and delegate the help to the right people that allows you to be able to build and scale your business. So going back to the four non-negotiable tasks, and I wanted to plug that in because it's really important that when it comes to producing daily content, you have to first be committed, consistent, and also be organized with the processes it takes to be able to do so. So that's the first thing. The second non-negotiable task you got to do is the I. It's improving your products and services as well as your customer experience. So when it comes to time blocking, and I have a whole system that I teach on managing and staying organized, there, there's one piece that I teach about your magic time. And your magic time is there to develop your, your most creativity, to focus on the three money-making tasks that help you build and grow your business. Well, every day we need to think about and always evolve our business to the next level or the next step. Because if you're doing the same thing that you did last week, last month, last year, I guarantee you all of your competition is going to be passing you up. So we have to keep that creative mind going. We got to make sure we're developing new stuff, changing the way we do things, giving our customers a better experience than what we did, even if it's already great. So we can always improve and become better at who we are. We can always become a better entrepreneur, a better coach, a better customer service to our customers. So we, so when it comes to the daily task, we need to think about and implement different things every single day that can improve our products and services, but as well as your customer experience. And that is the I of the daily pile for your four non-negotiable tasks. And the third thing, which is L, is leadership. Now, when it comes to leadership, there's three components to leadership that I teach on. One is yourself. So every single day, we need to be leading ourselves in a high way so that way we can lead others. What I mean by that when it comes to leading yourself was, one, being accountable to do the things that you say you're going to do, having integrity when you're doing it, but also self-improvement and development. Are you educating yourself? Are you actively learning and sharpening your tools so that way you can become a better expert in who you are? So if you're not doing self-development, reading, listening, listening to podcasts, watching videos, uh, joining masterminds, attending classes, education. If you're not constantly developing yourself as a leader or an expert, then you're missing massive opportunities as a professional that you can be. Mm. The second part of leadership is you have to lead, lead yourself, but then you also got to learn to lead your team. 
So you can't, most issues usually happen in any relationship due to lack of communications and expectations. Your team cannot deliver a high level quality of service if you're not giving them the right direction on how to do it. You have to give them your expectations and show them on what they need to do according to the way that you want to do it. Now, give them flexibility and tell and let them go within their, their expertise and what they have. But your job as a leader is to make sure that you are leading your team and setting those expectations in a high way, in a, in a good way. And the third part is leading your clients when it comes to leadership. We need to make sure we're leading our clients and delivering what we promised. When they signed up with you for your business and products or services, whatever it may be, you gave them a promise that you're going to deliver something of high value. A lot of people, and it's very unfortunate, don't do that. They focus on getting that next sale, and then they forget about their clients whenever they get on. When they sign up, that is just the beginning and the start of the journey. Your job as the leader and as the professional of delivering the products and services is to make sure you're delivering what you promised. So lead your clients. So when it comes to leadership, you got to first lead yourself, lead your team, and then lead your clients. So that's the third part of a non-negotiable task. To recap, you have the first one, which is produce daily content. The second one, which is improve your products and services as well as your customer experience. The third thing is leadership, learning to lead your team, your clients, or your yourself, your team, and your clients. And the last part of the non-negotiable task is E, which is expanding your network. Your network is your currency. And if you're not out there actively meeting at least one new person every single day to add to what I call your black book, which is your contact list or your pipeline or your contact list, then you're missing massive opportunities. We should, as entrepreneurs, actively be out there networking, getting to meet at least one new person every single day. They do not need to be our perfect client or ideal client uh, for that, but they need to be someone that we can connect with because we don't know who knows who. That one new connection that you make may be the gateway to your ideal client that can definitely make a big impact inside of your business. But we should be definitely focused every single day on growing our network and meet at least one new person. I mean, gosh, I'm on the beach with my family a couple months ago, and I'm sitting there meeting a new friend on the beach while my kids are playing with their kids, and we're exchanging contact information right there. Is he my ideal client? Absolutely not. But that's a new connection that who knows where that relationship can definitely lead to. So always having that mindset of who can I know, who can I meet, and who can I serve and give more value to is the way we need to do it. So those are the four non-negotiable tasks that I encourage every entrepreneur to be focused on every single day. And they do these four things every day. First off, they're never going to run out. They're never going to be able to go throughout the day and be like, oh, man, I got nothing to do. What do I want to do today? Let me go for a walk and let me go Let me go play on social media. Let me go watch a movie. I'm going to go take a two or three hour nap. No, there's always something that we could do to impact our business, but also impact our organization, company, and our clients that we want to build. So these it. are the four non-negotiable tasks that we need to, need to be focusing on every day. That's awesome. Oh my gosh. And I took notes. I literally took notes, even though I know it's recorded because I, there's so much we can break down here. So let's start at the top. So P right. Is this produce daily content. So, yeah. and, and you said that, um, it's every day, right? So what is your recommendation? Like, uh, the same place every day. Uh, what are, what do you recommend for that for consistency? Yeah. So, well, first off, you gotta, I mean, I go through a whole process on social media that, that goes through on what, what you need to do for producers and daily content, but you need to first identify who your target audience is, what I call your perfect client, and understand what makes them tick as well. So if your ideal client is not morning people or they're evening people, whatever, you've got to know where they're staying, where they're hanging out at. But for me, you know, I, it's, it's, it's something that I call getting in rhythm. I don't really 
necessarily say it's got to be at the same time every single day all the time but it's being in a rhythm that is just part of your lifestyle and what you do so if i'm out there doing whatever or i come up with a good piece of content and i want to go live somewhere and on whatever platform or if i want to do a post you can do it but the big thing is just making sure that you're going out there and doing it so um and but doing it in the same place like you don't want to be on facebook one day and then email another day and then instagram another day you want to be consistent on the same platform in the same place all the time because you want people to get used to seeing who you are and building that connection with you i can't tell you how many clients that join me and hire me for my services and they follow me for months, if not years, before they decided they were to make a purchase from me. If I'm all over the place on multiple different platforms, different days of the week or the months or whatever it may be, I am not being consistent with delivering high value content to them to gain their trust. So that way they want to be able to hire me for my products and services. So be, no matter which platform you do, you need to make sure you're consistent and showing up every single day and just being present. And like I say, get in a rhythm. What feels good when it comes part of your life? You should make it where it's like, hey, Here's my life. My business is revolved around my life, not my life around my business and making sure that everything is intertwined in the rhythm with what you do. So I'm not one to say you need to post at 7 a.m. or 7 p.m. or in the afternoon or whatever it may be. What works around your lifestyle and the audience that you are serving and just making sure that you're being present and showing up every day, delivering high value content. Everything is about serving. So if you, I mean, we all heard the saying that if you help enough people get what they want, then you're going to get what you want. But it's about serving your audience and making sure you go in the mindset saying, hey, what can, what's in it for them, not what's in it for me. So what, yeah. what can you do to give them, to help them to make an impact and then in return that you're going to get it back tenfold. Awesome. And so would you say like, there's always a lot of talk about this. So what's your opinion about what you're posting? Are you always posting about business? Do you post some personal things? What What is it that you're recommending here? Yeah, so I, I just had a, you know an individual teach on some strategies inside of our business leaders network yesterday, and he talked about social media. And, and my take on this is way different than his. And um, I, I do, well, let, let me take a step back. To me, social media is not social media, it's business media. I don't so show up to social media or any platform to be social with people. I show up to with a purpose. And everything that you post needs to fall under four different categories. It needs to be purposeful, shareable, likable, and most importantly, planned. You do not want to react off of emotion and be like, oh, man, I forgot to post today, so let me go here and do it. No, this goes back to being in rhythm. So we need to make sure we're in rhythm and that everything is completely planned and making sure that it has a purpose, it's likable, and it's shareable. So that when you go in there. So when it comes to content itself, to me, every platform is business media. I have a purpose for what I'm doing. And I know I'm not, I'm not the, I'm gonna not gonna be the favorite for this comment, but personally, I would say 80% of my content is all business related, not selling, but business related where I'm serving high value content. So if they if if you go to uh, the Apple store, you know what to expect when you go there. If yeah. you're gonna go to uh Best Buy, you're going there with a purpose and you know what you can get. If you're going to go to Lowe's, if you're going to go to Home Depot, it doesn't matter where you're going to go. If you're going to go to the movie theater, there's a purpose where you can do it. I want my audience, when they come to my page and my platforms, they know what to expect. I'm not going to be confusing my audience because here's the thing. A confused mind is never going to buy. So if you're always all over the place with your content of who you are, it's like, oh, he's talking about business. He's talking about the food he eats. He's talking about the workouts that he's doing in the gym. He's talking about like some other business venture, like MLN that he's doing. He's talking about all these other things. So now you just confuse your audience and they have to guess what you actually do. When they come to my page, my audience knows this is who JR is. This is what he's about. And that's what I want. 
a lot of people don't want to do that because they're like, well, you got to have a huge balance between they got to see your personal stuff from your business stuff and all these different things. I'm the complete opposite because when they come to my store, when they like come to my storefront, which I'm going or my stage, I consider my personal profile on anything uh, on any platform is my stage. When they come to my stage to hear me speak, they know what to expect. They're not going to get any wishy-washy stuff and have to guess or be confused about what my message is going to be for that day. It's going to be something that's going to serve you at a high level to impact you, to help you grow. That's what I want. Now, here's the other thing, too. People need to see you as a human being. That's the biggest difference. So you can't be a robotic and you can't just be when you're serving them with high value content. Just I'll use you as an example. When I met you at the, the speaker competition and you stood up on the stage, I didn't feel like that you were just up there wanting to sell or anything like that. I saw your personality and who you are and the laughter and the fun, caring individual that you are. I saw you as a human being. So when it comes to personal life and the personal attention, that's what I'm talking about. You can still do that and make people feel like that they're getting value from you and see you as a human being without having to post about your kids, your family, your workout, your vacations, and all these other things. That's great, but who really cares? It's not giving you any value. Is it really giving you value of me showing you a picture of my meal that I ate for today or showing you how much I can, uh, can squat on the bench and in the gym or where I went for vacation? Great. No one gives a care. Not unless Period. you're in the fitness industry, right? Exactly. If you're in the fitness industry, they choice. they want to see your pictures of your food and they want to see you on the gym, right? Well, I'm, I'm going com- to combat that as well. No, they don't. Period. <laughs> because it doesn't... Because it doesn't solve any, it doesn't solve the problems that you're you're trying to solve. So everything that I tell my clients to do, whenever you're posting anything, it needs to fall under one of your big seven, which means the seven biggest problems that you solve. Now, if you're posting a picture of your food, and the reason for you posting the picture of your food is the saying, "Hey, this is how many macros this is," and the, within your caloric deficit and wanting to lose weight, and this is a good option for you, great. But just posting a picture of your food, just to post your picture of your food, and it has no purpose. It's not shareable and it's like, not likable and it's not planned. Don't post it. But if you're taking a picture of your food and it has a reason behind it saying, hey, here's something that would fit into your 2000 calorie diet. It's this much macros. And this is why it's going to help keep you full, shed the weight, burn energy or increase your metabolism. Perfect. Same thing when it comes to lifting weights. If you're going to show a picture of you at the gym or a video at the gym, is it just a show off of what you can do or is there a reason because you're teaching them on how to actually do it correctly, how many reps, how to do the exercise, the value they can get with them? Then yes, because part of that problem is teaching people how to exercise properly and be safe. The purpose yeah. of you showing the picture of your food is to help them get some good ideas that can fit, fit within their healthy diet plan. Yeah, so that's what sure. I'm talking about with that. But just to do, there's too many people out there that just do it just to do it because they want to show off what they're able to do when there's really no purpose or rhyme or reason for it. Oh, I get it. I understand that. And I'm glad you cleared that up because that's awesome. The next one was improving, right? So improving your processes, services. I love that so much is that, you know, I always say that school's never out for the pro, right? We need to be constantly improving, learning, developing. Like this world is evolving, right? Look back. It's different than it was six months ago, right? So like if you're not moving forward, you are falling behind. There's no staying the same in this life. So I love what you're saying there. And magic time. Tell me more about magic time. I love the name. So let's talk about that for a minute. Yeah. So magic time essentially is 90 minutes to two hours per day when you are the most creative and you get focused on the three money making task. 
So I learned this from a coach that I hired years ago. His name's Craig Ballantyne. I want to give him full credit for this because he talks about this inside of his perfect day formula. Phenomenal individual. You can buy his uh, the, his book series on Amazon. And uh, just just amazing guy that taught me a lot about time management. When I thought I was always organized and managing my time well, I was way off. But one thing that I adopted from him is, uh, is this magic time. So when we're thinking about the money-making task is what are the three things that we can do that's going to contribute to the growth of your business? That's not posted on social media, but this is, could be, hey, I'm going to create the resources I'm going to give. I'm going to create the funnels. I'm going to create the sales process. I'm going to create what the video scripts, whatever it may be, of when you are most creative. So your magic time, the key thing is it's 90 minutes to two hours of uninterrupted time per day. For me, it's first thing early in the morning. No one's up. My house is quiet. The phones aren't ringing, and I can really get more done in those two hours than I can any other time of the day. And I'm focusing on those three money-making tasks. My phone isn't on, social media isn't on, and I'm able to get be productive and be able to get things done. So the, the magic time essentially is 90 minutes to two hours per day when you are most creative and uninterrupted, and this needs to be done pretty much every single day of the week. I love it. And then leadership. Oh, my gosh, JR, that is my favorite, favorite favorite topic to talk about leadership. And I love how you broke that down. Like you first have to lead yourself, then you can lead others. And, you know, uh, that is so important. And I think it's the hardest part, right? Is like being able to lead yourself through all and navigate through all of what is, you know, you're going through an entrepreneurship. Like that's not an easy ride. It's like riding a wave. Right. And so like that can be so difficult. Do you have one tip uh, for people that find it difficult to like, you know, they say the hardest part is getting started. Right. Uh, do you have that one tip about leadership that has worked for you over and over again? Well, first off, I want to talk about like the greatest example of who exemplified the best leadership, and it was Jesus Christ. So, and this is kind of the model that I adapted into me. So if you think about Jesus, how did he lead? Well, first he led himself by going up to the mountains and being with the Father through prayer and really seeking counsel from him. Once he seeked counsel from him, then he went to his disciples, which is his team, and he learned to lead them. Once he led his disciples, then he went out in the world and taught the people. So I adapted that same model into the leadership processes that I teach, which is learning to lead yourself, your team, and then your clients. And when it comes to leadership, it you know it boils down to is what are the expectations that you have with other people? And then you need to make sure that you're doing the same. Don't teach something that you don't do yourself. You need to make sure that what you teach and what you do, you can actually implement and do yourself as well. Now, there are certain things that you're not going to be able to do that we hire professionals to do. I'm not talking about that. But I am saying that from a leadership standpoint is you need to make sure you set your standards high and be resilient even through the most difficult times and have the discipline to complete your mission on that. But it's also doing the right thing even when no one's watching. It goes back to childhood. What are we taught? It's doing the right thing even when no one's watching with integrity. Are you being ethical? Are you doing the things that, needs, that, that you should be doing uh, in an ethical way? And are you leading your life that requires a gospel answer? And if so, if you're able to look yourself in the mirror and say, hey, you know what? I gave my best. And I'm developing myself the best that I can. And uh, even when no one else is seeing your efforts and what you do, then, then you know that you're leading yourself in a great way. I love that. And then the last one, expanding your network. I love that your little black book um, and your contact list. Is, is there uh, any one certain place that you find that you love to network most? I, I love the example you gave of vacation because that's me. I am like the whole world is a mission field for me. So everywhere I turn, it could be the gas pump, the grocery store, you know, wherever. 
Uh, but yeah, what? where's your favorite place? Do you have one? Yeah, it goes back to what I was saying before about being in rhythm. So everything that you do is about being in rhythm. For me, networking is a daily thing everywhere I go. So, it, it, you know, my, my wife always jokes that I can't go anywhere without running into someone I know or that I don't want to say hi to. I mean, I'm making best friends with the cashier at the grocery store or at the gas pump or whatever. And uh, or we were at the farm the other day um, doing some activities with the family. And I'm sitting there striking like a 30 minute conversation with someone that I just met right there while we're feeding goats. So it's, <laughs> it's just kind of being in the rhythm of, of your everyday life of doing it. But when it comes to actually you know, expanding my network on a bit on a professional level, you know, I look at where's my ideal clients hanging out at. And then I try to find and hang out in those places. So for me, I love Facebook, I built a massive business strictly from Facebook. And so I network through different groups of where my ideal client is at on there. I love attending in person events where small business owners are hanging out at. So this could be speaking engagements, uh, competitions, this could be different uh, associations like chamber and BNIs or whatever local events that are going on in the area. Anytime I can get in front of people where my ideal client is hanging out at is where I want to be, uh, be and put myself there because I know that's going to create opportunities, even an opportunity to serve someone else or an opportunity for our business. So there there really is no better place. It's just a, a matter of being in rhythm and being able to talk about what I do, which it's really hard to talk about what you do if you don't even have a clear message, what you offer. So you got to clean that up first. So know what your message is and just be in a rhythm that everywhere you go is an opportunity to make a new friend, to grow your network and, you know, build higher quality relationships. This is so awesome, JR. So one last question around this, uh, with all of this being said, uh, and all the things you've done and people you've worked with, where do you find is the weakest link across the board Uh, What is the common theme? What is the weakest link that is holding people back in this area? Yeah, I mean, it's cliche and it's, I I don't always say it, but honestly, it's themselves. It's like the six inches between their their two ears. It's it's themselves getting out of their head because most people don't give things a long enough time to be able to see the tipping point of success. They give up before they actually reach there. So we all have in us, what it takes to be successful. And honestly, Creed Consulting, Creed is an acronym that I created, which is the core values of what I hold myself accountable and standard for, which stands for commitment, resilience, excellence, execution, and discipline. People get stuck in their head thinking like, oh, you know, I can never do this. I remember the, when I first started going online and, and building the business there in 2017, I thought my only goal was to be like, you know what, I just want to make $1,000 online. And that was, that seems so far away. I thought it was impossible. It's like, how do these people making millions of dollars online? And I didn't even think that was even possible. And then less than just a few months, I'm making like $50,000 online, $100,000 online. I'm like, what the heck? How did this even happen? But I had, to, I had to surround myself in an environment around people that were doing those kind of numbers and big things for me to be able to do so myself. So it was just kind of getting out of my own head and, uh, and just the belief and, and then having the discipline to be able to complete my mission, just being and and staying committed to to the goals that I wanted to accomplish. So, I but love ultimately, it. it's, it's our own self that keeps us from reaching success. Oh, and I I say that all the time. I don't even know. Maybe it's been twenty years. I've been saying that it's the six inches between your ears. That is my favorite thing. Yeah. I can't believe you dropped that. I feel like it's a movie. Well, line, I, I had right? a friend tell me that years. I had a friend. Yeah, I had a friend tell me that at an event. Yeah. Um, this was probably back in two thousand nine, and I was like, man. 
I'm just stuck. I don't know what to do and stuff like that. And I go, what, what, what's the one thing? He says, well, first off, you got to get, you got to fix the, the space between your two ears. And I was like, what do you mean? And then, then it started clicking. I was like, ah, okay, I gotcha. I love that. Yes, 100%. Well, this has been amazing, fun-filled, so much value here, really putting people on track, what, where they can start and how they can work through this simple four-step process to get on track and build their business fast. So thank you so much for that. And I want to talk a little bit about your brand new book. So let's yeah. do that. Um, so tell us about this. This is a series. So this is first book of the series. Tell our listeners, again, tell them the name, and then let's tell them real quick what they're going to learn in this book. Why do they need to get this and read it? Yeah, so everyone needs to be able to get this book because I actually go through in a lot more detail of what I just talked about today. So the book title is The Success Guide 2, which is going to be the series. And um, for this one, it's The Success Guide to Building Your Coaching Empire. So which I go over the four non-negotiable tasks in detail of everything that I just went over here on today's show. And then I tie in a lot of my a lot of my story in there as well. So like a lot of my martial arts and then my military background to of what from my experiences and how I was able to shape and lead it to where I'm at today. And then and then even in the back of the chapter, I think there's 14 chapters, but in the 14th chapter, I even give you like a 90 day battle plan of what you can do to start implementing right now and making some progress over the next 90 days. Oh my gosh. I love that. The battle plan. Isn't that's like really puts it in proper perspective. <laughs> the 90 day battle plan. I think I need that. I'm getting the book. Okay. So you also just launched, as you mentioned, your bio changed a little bit because now you're on your sixth business. So tell yeah. us a little bit about the business leaders network. Yeah. So, you know, I'm, I love connecting people. I love being that matchmaker and, and going back to like childhood when I said earlier that I just never knew a stranger. I always loved meeting people, connecting people, bringing people together. And even in the military, I was a chaplain assistant. So I was security for the chaplain, but they called me an RP, which stood for religious program specialist. And everyone looked at me as the go-to person If they say, Hey, I need, uh, I need to go find someone that does whatever they go. Oh, go talk to RP. He'll, he'll get you connected. I was always that go-to person, no matter what I did in life and what I did in business. So I was, you know, over the past uh, couple of years, I was like, man, what can I build to really help my audience, my clients, and just bring a community together where I can, you know, help people grow, but also match people with the right people. And we all, we all been part of uh, networking associations or, you know, different groups and things like that. But not all of them are very effective in a way where there's not accountability. They're bringing in low quality expert speakers that are just there to elevate themselves, but not really giving value to the listeners that are in the community. And I wanted to do something different. So Business Leaders Network is a mastermind networking community where we are bringing industry leaders together to help us through education, through tough times, connection and building real, real relationships so that way we can pass on referrals, that we, we can all grow together and just really help each other through those difficult times. So it's a it's a low ticket um, membership fee to be able to be part of our community. And then, um, you know, we have weekly expert training calls. We do weekly um, what I call your power hour. So weekly breakout session power hour calls. And then in some cities and we have uh, monthly happy hour events where we just bring people together in person. And then uh, around the country in the U.S., we do quarterly workshops in different areas as well. And my goal is to bring and do an annual convention or conference at the end of uh, 2023. Awesome. And will that be local to you? 
I haven't decided where I'm going to do it at. I mean, it's either going to be, probably be in the D.C. or St. Louis area, or I may go down to Florida just for, you know, weather-wise. That's right. Yeah, there you go. How about in the winter in Florida, and I'll be there. <laughs> Anything to get out of the East Coast in the winter. Well, this has been amazing. JR, tell our listeners where they can find you. Yeah, I mean, Facebook is my home. So, I mean, if anyone wants to find me, just go on Facebook and look up JR Spears, shoot me a friend request or follow me, and then I will uh, definitely love to connect with them. Perfect. And we will have the links in the show notes. So as you're listening, just click the show notes and you can click right into order JR's new book and also get more information about the Business Leaders Network. So don't miss out on that. Everything's in the show notes. Hey, I hope you're enjoying this episode. And just before we get to the good stuff, right? The good, the bad, and the ugly, I have this great announcement for you. We are starting the Pod Power Hour, which is a virtual event that's gonna happen on Wednesdays at noon Eastern. And so if you've ever thought about having a podcast, if you have questions, if you are a podcaster, and you wanna come and meet other podcasters and learn what's new, what's happening, tips and tricks to be better at this amazing passion of podcasting that you have, we would love for you to join us. We're gonna have experts there that are gonna be sharing their genius. It's gonna be amazing. So, and if you're a host and you wanna come meet some amazing uh, people that could be potential guests for you on your show, come on out. What a great way to get exposure. Be sure to check it out on my website at camilehman.com as well as follow me on Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn. Whatever is your favorite platform, we will have registration there. You do need to register to attend and it is on Zoom. So super simple, just one hour every other Wednesday. We start on May 4th, so don't miss out. Get registered today. We can't wait to see you there. You have moved from fighting cancer to discovering how to live beyond it. But what now? With so many emotional side effects still unknown, as a new survivor, you find yourself in a void as you navigate through the isolation, fear, and an uncertain future that can overshadow you and your family for years to come. Instead of focusing on the uncertainty of cancer, consider how strong and determined you are and think of the strength demonstrated by those who stood beside you through it all. Consider this. You now get to choose who you want to be and what your intentional, fulfilled life can look like. You made it through treatment. We can help you define yourself as a survivor. We're here to help you through this moment, to walk beside you as you shift your mindset from counting the days of life to creating a legacy. For more information, visit www.adventuretherapyfoundation.org or contact us at info at adventurefound.org.
JR, this has been amazing. What a great conversation. Thank you so much. You know, on the She's Invincible podcast, we promise our listeners we're going to bring them fierce entrepreneurs. We're going to highlight their expert zone of genius, which you have done so well today, bringing value to the people, things, simple steps that they can put into place right now and follow and make a huge difference in their business and their future. So thank you so much. But we're not done because we also promise them that while we're featuring these fierce entrepreneurs, that we're also going to pull back the curtain. See, everyone sees your success and they think you're lucky because they're like, look at that lucky guy. He's doing so great, right? He's on top of the world. He's on top of the stage. He's winning the awards. They have no idea the price you paid for the success that you enjoy today. And so we are going to pull back the curtain right now and we're going to share a little bit about the price you paid for today's success. And then we'll still ask them, do you still want to be like JR? Most of the time they don't want to pay the price. So let's do it. Are you ready? Yeah, absolutely. Let's go. Awesome. Okay. First, let's give them a story of the good or the greatest part of your journey. Yeah, so the greatest part of my journey, honestly, is nothing to do with business-wise at all. But, you know, I always tell people that it's really hard to find success when you don't have a purpose. So we not, we need to figure out what is our purpose and why, why we're doing what we're doing. And for me, it's my kids. So my, my kids, and I'll, I'll talk about what my purpose is and my mission is, but my greatest part of my journey, honestly, was when my first son was born and I saw him take his first breath and be able to hold him in my arms. I have three kids right now, but I remember that moment when he gave me the title, Daddy. And that was the greatest moment I've ever felt in my entire life because I never thought that I could love anymore or love anyone more than I do them. And they are my pride and joy. They are my world between my wife and my three kids. But when, when, I, when I earned that title of being called daddy, that was the greatest part in the journey because it gave me a different purpose, which my purpose in life took me forever, years, probably my entire life to really figure out but I remember it was probably like a year or two ago. I woke up in the middle of the uh, late in the morning for like three or four a.m. and I was like, "That's it," because I always struggle. It's like, "What is my real purpose?" It's like, "Oh, I want to make an impact and help people and grow their businesses and do all these different things. I want to help people get healthy and lose weight and all this different stuff." But it goes deeper than that. For me, that was all cliche because that's what everyone says. But it wasn't the fire that got me out of bed every single day. And the one thing that gets me the, my, my purpose and the fire that gets me out every day is one to disciple my kids to be better disciples of Christ. And everything that I do needs to make it sure that it's discipling them so that way they can become better leaders and better disciples themselves. And if it doesn't contribute to making them better, then it doesn't belong in my life. So that's that's so so good. Okay. So let's talk about the bad. We'll save the ugly for last, but tell us a story about the bad part of this journey. Yeah. So the bad part of the journey is, uh, you know, going back to before I started my first business was in in the military on February 7th, 2007. I was actually, uh, you know, blown up by a suicide bomber, which you talked about my bio at a walking checkpoint in Iraq. And that my, my entire life completely flipped upside down at that moment. And, you know, lost really close friends of mine and just really struggled personally myself and just was confused. I mean, I had this career path thinking I was going to spend the next 20 years in the military and uh, and I ended up getting out. I wasn't medically you know, taken out. And I, 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 by choice, I decided that I wanted to start a family, get out and have and go a completely different direction. But that that blast that that took place and be involved with 
affected me not just you know physically where I have physical limitations with you know hearing and my my body movement with my my arm and just a bunch of other personal issues that I got from that and then also the demons that I fight with every single day but that was the that was definitely the bad part but you know here here's the crazy thing is that also turned to massive opportunities because from that moment I would I really learned a lot of amazing things from that experience and leading up to what I call your ambush. Uh, that has taught me about business and taught me about life because it took me more than 10 years after the blast happened for me to really realize this. But when I look back and I'm like, man, just thinking about when that blast happened and how everyone responded during that moment. I mean, you had the corpsman that attained to the sick and the ill. You had the, the, the comm unit that was calling out to the, the helos to be able to bring those in to evacuate all the people that were injured. You had the other Marines that went out and patrolled the area to assess what any more danger. And then you had you know, the, the tech units to make sure that communication with everyone was going well. Then you had all the leaders that were just kind of guiding everyone the way they would do. And then all, everyone was able to respond without thinking because of the constant education and leadership that we had to do leading up to that event. So, yes, we complain about all the stuff that we have to do. It's like, oh, man, I don't I don't want to go step off on another 10, 20, 30 mile hike with all the 70 pound pack. I don't want to go sit on the middle of the range in the middle of the rain and the cold and, and winter throwing rounds down range. I don't want to do all these other training things. We just did this course 100 times. Why do we have to do it again? We did it last week. But it was to build that muscle memory to prepare us for that day when we get ambushed. And we run through ambushes every single day of our life, whether that's a client that's quitting, an employee that quits, a recession, COVID, a pandemic, global pandemic. There's always going to be something. But here's the thing. If, you're, if you stay ready, you never have to get ready. And if you're constantly improving yourself, then you're going to make sure you're there. So even though that was the bad in my life, it definitely has taught me so many things that led me to where I'm at today. That's amazing. And it is usually true that when we look at, as we talked about earlier, you know, when you uh, are going through it, it's like the worst thing ever. And, and it is in the moment, but when you look back, there's so many gifts that come from some, some of the obstacles that we, this is where we learn, right? When everything's going great, we're the teacher. It's when everything, when we're ambushed, we become the student, right? And it's much better to be the student and be on the learning side, uh, I think. So that, that's amazing. And thank you for your service. So I, that's one thing I want to say to you as we, you know, round another holiday, you know, and it's almost doesn't seem right to call it a holiday, but, a, a you know, it's a, a recognition of, you know, thank you so much for your service. It's, you know, because of your service, yeah. we, we have more freedom. Okay. So let's go to the ugly. Yeah. Tell us a story about the ugly. Yeah. So I'm going to, I'm going to start with the ugly part, but then I'm going to kind of end it on, on a high note and uh, what it, what it did for me. So when I started my first business, it was uh, my martial arts school and, um, you know, kind of going backwards saying how my mom always owned a business and stuff. When I left for the military, she shut down her school and just had a program. So I had her working for me when I started my business and had the martial arts school. I was like, Hey, you know what, if you want to come work for me and, and uh, do this together, we can. And, um, and so you always got to be weary about going in business with family. And I knew from the get go, me and my mom didn't see things eye to eye on a lot of business things. So I never, I never had a partnership. I always had her there, part of there and, and gave her tasks and duties and expectations. Um, but when she started seeing success, I built this business to be so successful that she's never seen a martial arts school or that kind of success in any side of business. So um, fast forward a few years into it, you know, I, I had left for a funeral out of, uh, 
from St. Louis to Virginia with a family member that ended up passing. And she, uh, she pretty much stole the business from me. I mean, she stepped into LLC. She watched, she forged my name and account and uh, wiped my accounts completely down to zero. And I had, I'm newly married at this time. So I wasn't even married a year into this. And I'm like, how am I going to support my, my new wife? And, uh, it, it was, it was rough. I didn't know what to do. And, um, I, I had, I, I, I see counsel from attorneys. I was like, okay, you know, how, how do I do this? Cause she, and she was already involved heavily inside of the business. So she knew all of my clients and got, when she signed up the new LC, she ended up getting the clients to sign a new paper. They thought they were signing a new tax document that we, we had to have, but essentially they were signing over their contract to her and they didn't know what they were signing. And so I had a couple different choices to make at that time. I was like, you know, I can, I can fight her and put her in jail or I can walk away. And I'm, I was young. I was probably, I forget how old I was. I was probably like 24, 25 at the time. And I was, and I was like, you know, I, I can walk away and start new. And so I did because it was my mother, even though she did me wrong. Um, there was a lot of good that came out of it. And, but there's still a lot of hurt that's still in, involved with it. But I, I mean, not, not to bash my mom or anything like that, because, you know, her, and th this goes to leadership too, just so you know, I see a lot of my fault where I didn't set the expectations, even while we were working together, where she had un, she had some thought of her role in the side of the business that I had my thought and role of who she was in the business. So I didn't lay that down clearly in the beginning. So I take full ownership on that. And because I was so controlled over a lot, every business or aspect of the business, she wanted to gain control over it, which I wouldn't give up. And so she took the opportunity when I was gone to be able to do that. So that that's the ugly, but the good thing that came out of it, if I didn't go through those different things where I pretty much was bankrupt inside the business, had no income come in, zero income. I mean, my wife had a job that she was just starting. We're not even a year married and things like that. I'm like, how in the hell am I going to provide for us? And it was scary. Like I had nothing come in and I had a little bit of savings from our deploy my deployment that I did, but there really wasn't much there or coming in. And I was in school full time too. So I was doing that on the side while building the business. And, and, uh, I, I leaned on what I could control. And so I looked at my resources. I looked at what did I, what did I learn from the experience? What are my skill sets that I'm really great at? And what can I do now to start generating some income? And out of that, less than a week or two from that experience, when all that happened, I launched PowerFit Bootcamp and, uh, and started a new business. But if it wasn't from that incident happening, I wouldn't have started that uh, PowerFit Bootcamp. And I, did, I had no money, no resources. And I was like, who's in my network? That's what I'm talking about. It's important to know your network. So one of my clients from the martial arts school, he was a maintenance manager at this, at this mega church that was like three miles up the road from where I lived. And they had a huge gymnasium and outside grounds and all these different things. I was like, I, I'm going to go start a boot camp business. I had no clue what the classes were going to look like. I didn't even have equipment. I'm going to start a boot camp business. So I talked to him and he gave me for free. He let me in the doors and I started a class three days a week out of the gymnasium. To get those first clients, though, I, I was relentless. I went, I printed out like these quarter page flyers and had a backpack. So I printed thousands of flyers. I got a clipboard, a blank sheet of paper, and I literally was knocking on doors for 80 hours a week, 80 hours a week for two weeks straight. I'm talking about houses, residential houses, businesses, everywhere that I could within a, about 10 minute radius of where I was going to have that first class. Those two weeks generating me my first seven paying clients. Less than three years, I was in three cities and I probably helped thousands of people. But if it wasn't going through the ugly of what I went through in the martial arts school and the things that I went through on that, I wouldn't have started PowerFit Bootcamp. If I didn't start PowerFit Bootcamp, I wouldn't have been able to lead other entrepreneurs 
through what I'm going through today or the advertising or what it takes to market or what the relentless of what it takes to build a business. So everything that I went through has taught me something from the military to build a martial arts school, to build that fitness business, to build a consulting business, to advertise a fr publication franchise and everything that I did has shaped me to who I am today. So even though it's ugly and it hurts in that moment, a lot of times we just need to say, hey, I can't control that right now. I need to take a deep breath and see where God's taking because even though we can't see it right now, God has a bigger plan. And he promises that in the scripture in, 20, in Jeremiah 29, 11. So yes. that's the ugly. And I, I will say that me and my mom's relationship is stronger than ever. We didn't talk for over two years after that. And even with my sisters and stuff. So there was a lot of hurt that went with it. But our relationship is definitely a lot stronger today. And uh, and we definitely learned from past mistakes. Wow. What a story. So, you know, so we go back to like, okay, you want JR's success? Do you want to go through those obstacles? Most of the time, the answer uh, I, is I went no. Through hell and back. Yeah, but that's what makes you invincible, right? And it's it's that ability to get back up and to to understand that you can't control certain things and that you have to just let them go and keep moving. And you did that, right? You can't carry all that with you. That's a lot of luggage, right? Yeah. A lot of baggage to carry with you that will stop you. It will keep you from, from your best life. Oh, this has been so wonderful. Thank you so much for being with us today, JR. Uh, before we say goodbye, I want to remind our listeners to click the show notes. You want to read this book and you want to be a part of JR's Business Leaders Network. So click that link and get yourself hooked up with him. Uh, but I want to have you finish this sentence for me. The world would be a better place if more people knew blank. Jesus. Say that again. I said, Jesus. Yeah, I know. It, it kind of bleeped out. So I'm like, say that again <laughs> so we can fix that. Yes. Oh, that's so great, JR. Thank you so much for just being a shining light in this sometimes dark, dark world. Thank you for the work that you're doing, for the entrepreneurs that you are helping to empower and rise up to step into their greatness. We appreciate that so much. And um, I just love the work you're doing. And I can't thank you enough for being here with us. And to our listeners, you heard it from JR. This guy's been through it all from the military to, to the good, the bad and the ugly. And he is out here marching forward and helping others to live their best life and step into their own greatness. And wherever you are in your life or your business, even if you're face down on the ground get back up just just get back up just one step at a time whatever it is you can do it tell them jr absolutely yeah i mean it boils down to what is your creed and are you going to be committed and uh, through the most difficult times, showing up every day giving your best and having the mental and physical discipline to complete your mission that's it he said it what's your creed get back up you can do it you can do anything Hey, thanks so much for hanging out with us today. If you were inspired or learned something new, please subscribe to the podcast, give us a review and share us with your friends. For more information about me and how I can support you, please stop on over to my website at camilehman.com and book a free call with me. I'd love to meet you and learn more about how I can support you.